What's up, you crazy kids? Welcome to the Primal Lifestyle Podcast. If you guys are going to do one thing today, I'm going to ask a favor of y'all. Go to primaljedi.com forward slash Keon. That's K-I-O-N, primaljedi.com slash Keon. Whether you're into anti-aging, fitness, fat loss, or you like really good food, if you're a coffee enthusiast, you like good dark chocolate, whole food, bars that don't have a lot of sugar or any of those artificial crazy ingredients or a whole bunch of whey protein that's going to make you feel bloated and gassy, whatever it may be, check out primaljedi.com forward slash Keon. You can use coupon code JEDI at checkout. That's J-E-D-I. Gets you 10% off anything in the store. I can't recommend them enough. Whether, again, whether you're looking into, into some kind of fitness regimen, whether you're looking for real food, if you're looking into advice for intermittent fasting, uh, longevity, anti-aging, health, beauty, body, mind, spirit, all that good stuff. They've got it all there. Love their products. Can't recommend them enough. Again, primaljedi.com slash Keon, K-I-O-N. Check it out. So it's been a minute. I haven't done a podcast in uh, about a month. I wanted to change it up. So by change it up, the, the first episodes that you guys listened to all had a guest that was sitting right across from me. I did a few by myself. Had a couple different things that I wanted to speak to you one-on-one about. Uh, I did a Black Friday episode and I did another episode on Christmas that it was just me. It was just the two of us, just back and forth. Well, I guess back, not really so much forth. I can't really hear you guys. But um, I was able to answer a bunch of the questions that you folks did send me through DMs on my website and social media. So I got to answer some of those questions going with some stuff. But since I started the podcast, I was really keen on having a guest every week that was physically able to sit across from me. I think that I was getting really good interviews, I was getting really good conversation, and I was really enjoying it. Unfortunately, I live in Staten Island, New York. I have a full-time job. It's very hard to travel. It's hard to get around. It's hard to get people to come here and sit across from me. So it was very important to me that in order to keep the show going, I had to set myself up in a position where I'm going to be able to get people from all over the world, whether that's um, that's my buddies in California who are really into health and fitness, whether that's um, people on the other side of the world, in China. Maybe we'll get a translator. Fuck it. We'll start going international. I don't know. But on today's podcast is my good friend, Blake. He's a CrossFit enthusiast. He introduced me to a ketogenic diet many years ago, and he's the man. He's actually going to help me co-host this podcast moving forward. And I couldn't be more excited about it. He's a wealth of knowledge. He's way smarter than me. He's an active, crazy motherfucker. The dude's shredded 24-7, 365, and uh, and his family. So we decided we're going to get together, do an episode, see how it went. We both loved it. Unfortunately, I'm still learning a little bit about uh, how to properly get this. The audio that I'm speaking to you right now is direct. I'm going direct into a handy recorder. It's coming in. It should be coming in pretty crystal clear. Uh, I'm still struggling with exactly how to edit, so I apologize if it doesn't sound like the other episodes just yet. I plan on fine-tuning it and getting you guys the best product possible. But uh, thank you. Thank you guys for the support. Thank you for checking out the show. Thank you, Blake. You guys are about to hear from him. And uh, if you guys ever want to be on the show, you ever have some really cool stuff going on, uh, you're into health, you're into fitness, you're into living this primal lifestyle that we talk about, hit me up. Hit me up, man. There's there's nothing that there's there's no person that I'm gonna say. Oh no, nah, man, you're not important. Like get out of here. You're not coming to talk and hang out with me. If you have questions on health and fitness, please. Now there's another person here 
who's even more knowledgeable than me, who knows all about different movements, who's a, who's a tremendous crossfit crossfit athlete and competitor. So there's there's uh two heads are always better than one, and um we should have a pretty cool show for you guys uh, going in week to week at this point. So I'm gonna send it over. Thank you guys again. This is the Primal Lifestyle Podcast. We're brought to you today by Keon. That's K-I-O-N. Go to primaljedi.com forward slash Keon. Use your coupon code Jedi at checkout. That's J-E-D-I. My website is primaljedi.com. You guys can find all different blogs on anti-aging, workouts, physical fitness, martial arts, etc. And you guys can reach out to Blake as well. He'll give your he'll give his information later on in the show. But his Instagram is Blake A P. That's at B-L-A-K-E-A-P. And you guys could hit him out. I'm sure he would love it. Make him feel welcome. Tell him what's up. And I'm going to send it over. Thank you guys again. Enjoy the show. Just a heads up. I'm not good at talking about myself, so you're going to have to ask me questions. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. You're live already. I press record, so so you're going. Cool. Yeah, man. So what's up, everybody? This is my friend Blake. He's going to be my new co-host, at least for the moment. If he's into it, if he's interested, uh, Blake, tell these listeners about yourself. What got you into fitness? So people who are listening obviously know this is uh, this is a podcast that I initially wanted to focus 100% on health, wellness, fitness, all that good stuff. I wanted to call it the Primal Fitness Podcast, and I kind of started to realize I knew a bunch of people who weren't necessarily into fitness, but that I would love to sit down and bullshit with and learn about the stuff they're into. So the first... 12 episodes or so that's kind of what it was i love fitness i love uh, feeling my best and i'm really into health and fitness and cooking i'm a total foodie and we share a lot of those qualities so uh fuck all that all that hippity dippity shit i wanted to get into like the actual science and and um all the benefits and talk about all the stuff that comes along with those all the health and fitness and and being active and movement and all that good stuff so I was really happy when you agreed to come on and hopefully you be running the show with me for the, at least the near future. But, uh, tell the people about yourself a little bit. What got you into health and fitness? Uh, I know you're into CrossFit and you've done a bunch of other things that you snowboard and, and you're constantly moving and you're an athlete. So how old are you, by the way? 34. That's awesome. And you stay active as hell. So a lot of people that I know who are like 24 aren't nearly as active as you. So how do you stay on top of your game and how do you, uh, what do you, what do you attribute to you being able to get out there and, and do your thing? Well, um, I'd have to say my, my best quality is I, I got pretty decent genetics, you know? Um, I, I got a, a youthful mind, uh, youthful, youthful DNA. I still move around like I'm 24, um, slowing down a little bit in my older age. But, um, you know, my, my father's been real active. My mother's been real active. She danced. Uh, my old man works out every single day still. It's just kind of been written in me to uh, follow along in those footsteps, you know? Yeah. I see. I, when you guys got married, when, I, when you and Kyle got married, I was at your wedding. There was an awesome gym at the, at the hotel we were staying at. And I went down, and your dad was tearing it up, man. Took his shirt off in the locker room. He's fucking way more ripped than I was. And I was like 27 at the time, man. And he was like fucking, how old are you, dad? Uh, he's like 64. Homie shredded. Yeah, man. <laughs> 66. Dang. Yeah, it's, it's funny you bring that up because uh, I was telling him how uh, you invited me onto your show. And we were going to start doing this podcast. And he's like, hey, I've got to tell you something, man. Uh, 
you know, Jay and I, we had a good conversation about fitness and all at your wedding. He told oh, yeah? me no more than three hours ago. That's so wild. Funny you bring that up. He's the man. Yeah. If, if you've seen my dad, he's it's, it's weird. So I look like my mom. My mom's about 5'11", uh, pretty thin, really super active, kind of the same deal. If you see my dad, you'd be like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> <laughs> he's all shot but yeah genetics genetics play an important role man so that's that's cool you got that a lot of people don't so what do you what are you up to now because so your son was born and you like a normal person weren't going crazy with crossfit and you took a little bit of a break are you back into that or are you still uh are you just kind of doing your snowboarding thing and just kind of like moving around and or are you back into crossfit hard well so my son was he actually turns one tomorrow so i'll I'll give you a brief little breakdown of the last year of my life um i took about i did a actually i did a full strength program at my gym uh the three months leading up to when he was born and uh had crazy results um i hit all, all new prs and all my heavy lifts i was really feeling good and then he came and i took about 12, 14 weeks off the gym, slowly started to get back into it. A couple of little nagging muscle injuries here or there, just getting tight, soreness, you know, trying to get back into it. And then, uh, you know, I rededicated myself when I had the time. I was feeling good. I did a CrossFit competition in, I think it was October, September, October, something like that. And I was real fired up. And then um, life just kind of got in the way, and I, I had to just freeze my time off from there. So the last, you know, four or five months, I've been just kind of going to the gym down the street, just doing some regular, like, meathead-style workouts. Uh, I got a kettlebell. I've been doing some kettlebell movements, um, just enough to stay active, do more, like, maintenance more rather than uh, build muscle building and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. When you – um. What kind of kettlebell flows are you doing? Because I, I I know you you sent me that you got a, a twenty four uh, kilo. Yep. yep, that's uh that's the sweet spot for me, man. Uh, I can get a lot of stuff done with that. Doing um Turkish get ups, uh, Russian swings, American swings. I'm doing lunges. We're doing uh, overhead squats. You know, just putting a- anything together that feels good. Cleans, clean and press, goblet squats. You know, whatever. Uh, I just try to mix it up so I'm not doing the same thing every time. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it gets my heart rate up, build a little sweat, you know, throw some push-ups in between, sit-ups, whatever, you know? Yeah, that's my favorite tool to work out with by far. By far, by far. Yeah, man. Before I even got into CrossFit, uh, I bought myself a 35-pound kettlebell. Uh, and the thanks to Joe Rogan, always talking about Steve Maxwell's uh, kettlebell training. Yeah. So he kept saying how 35-pound kettlebell kick your ass. I I was calling bullshit. Thirty five pounds ain't that much, dude. I yeah. bought a thirty five pound kettlebell. That thing got me in shape and kicked my ass for months, dude. Yeah. Yep. When I first started coaching, because I was new at it, and um, so I co- I coach. You pretty much know what it is, and and for anyone listening, I coach at a martial arts gym. So I coach where you walk in and there's pretty much a boxing ring, shitloads of 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 uh, pads and. There's uh there's mats for jujitsu, a whole bunch of Muay Thai stuff, which is like belly pads and um, uh, uh, heavy bags, obviously all over the place. So there was really nothing when when I talked to my coach and I was like, dude, I'm like I want to start coaching these guys. Like, 
I'm into strength and conditioning. I just got certified by blah, blah, blah. And, um, you know, give me a shot. He was like, yeah, okay, no doubt. And I bought a, I bought a pair of, uh, of battle ropes and a couple, couple maces, a couple clubs and whatnot. But when I first started, pretty much the only kettlebells that I could afford for X amount of people were like 10 pounds, 15 pounds, 20 mm-hmm. pounds. Uh, I think the heaviest we had at one point were uh, 12, 12 kilograms, which is like 26 and a half pounds. And, um, which is tough because a lot of these guys, you know, they're strong and I'm, I'm pretty strong myself. So it was like, how the hell, like, how am I going to do this? How am I going to, cause I, I couldn't right off the bat buy you know, a whole bunch of 40, 50 pound bells. It just, it wasn't happening. Uh, eventually we, we found a good deal and my coach hooked it up. We got a whole bunch. We have like, you know, 50 something kettlebells now and it's a, it's a different world, but yeah, you can do a lot with lightweight. It's re- it's really f- like for my guys anyway, for strength conditioning, for martial like martial artists, guys who are fighting, guys who are uh, competing, or even just do jujitsu and and muay thai for fun. I, we really focus on mobility a lot, and that's that's been my favorite tool for mobility. Just being able to whether it's halos, whether uh, Turkish getups, whether it's like different um like we'll do presses and whatnot. We'll work on strength and all, all that good stuff too, but. It's been such a good tool for for staying mobile and working those small twitch muscles and those those little muscles that you wouldn't necessarily hit if you were bench pressing or or deadlifting or squatting and and, and all that good stuff. So I, I love that you got into kettlebells, man. That means we could be even even better friends. Yeah, uh, man, I love it, dude. I um, I actually I went to a kettlebell um, no, not not like a training course, but you know something sim- similar to that. It's like a like a seminar. Uh, a buddy of mine uh, worked for this company called Go Parabolic, and they had a um, – I forget the coach's name. It was John something. Uh, but anyway, he, uh, he, he did a, a three-day course on um, all different kettlebell techniques, you know, uh, proper way to swing, proper way to move. Uh, you know, we learned how to clean and press and snatch and, you know, really punch up through the, through the handle, you know, when you're getting it overhead and, you know, just just little little things like that, little cues that you you might miss as a beginner. You know, yeah. And um and ju- just learning those and and just drilling them over and over and over, even with a light yeah. weight, you know, it, it's super beneficial for you. So yeah, yeah, that's for sure. They use those in CrossFit a little bit too, right? Yeah, um, my gym in particular, uh, CrossFit ACT in Lodi. New Jersey. They uh they program a lot of, of kettlebell stuff. Um I know that HQ, um, you know, the the head area CrossFit, they're trying to go more along dumbbells now. They're tr- trying to push dumbbells a lot. Yeah. But um dude, there's nothing like having a kettlebell around, dude. It's it, it's easy. It, it you know, it's it's one per person. You don't need a set of two, you know, and you just grip and rip, man. It's it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, word, man. I agree with you. I have a question for you and something a lot of people might be wondering. So when I do my training, I train obviously at, well, I I train all over. So I have a gym at my job that I hit. Uh, I try to train outside at at least once a day for 45 minutes to an hour, whether it's Mm -hmm. throwing kettlebells around outside, whether it's running, whether it's doing hill sprints, whatever. That's kind of where I'm at now. Uh, Just just for time reasons. Uh, I don't make it to the gym as much. So I kind of know, and a lot of listeners that um, that follow the show know uh, what goes into training martial arts. It's it's pretty it's pretty self-explanatory, more or less. CrossFit, however, I have no I've never been to a CrossFit gym, so I've never gone and done a wad or or um, you know, like I I haven't trained there. So 
can you walk us through like what what it is? I, I know each to each time you go there, it's something different. I guess that's why it's called workout of the day. But uh, what what kind? What are they? What are they focusing on? And is it? I don't want to say is it safe because I know I know it's safe. You've been doing it for years, and and you're mobile as hell. But a lot of people worry about um, injuring their joints or going going too hard or or going too much. So can you just take us a little bit through like your CrossFit journey, like what it's like going there on a day in day out basis? What kind of workouts you're doing? What kind of um, recovery is necessary between sessions? Uh, things like that. Yeah, man. So um, basically, um, we start every class starts off with you know. 15, 20 minutes of just loosening up, stretching, you know, getting warm, getting muscles going, get the blood flowing. So this way you're not hitting any, any of your lifts cold, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll, we'll start with, you know, with a strength movement, whether it be deadlifts or back squats or shoulder press. Uh, and we'll work a strength. We'll do like a five by five or a five, three, one, you know, depending on, you know, what part of our, our cycle we're in. Uh, for the most part, we'll do eight to twelve week um, uh, programs where we're doing like a twelve week strength, and it's going to be all like Wendler strength, or we'll do like a five by five strength, or um, the you know the following program for the next twelve weeks would be uh, one rep max, you know, to test to see how how well we've improved over the last you know eight or twelve weeks, um, and then. After we get through our strength portion of the of the workout, then we go into our wad. And usually the wad would be something to that would be like a counterbalance to what we just did. So if we just went heavy on squats, we might do something like um, that will involve box jumps or um, double unders, you know, jump rope, and then do a lot of uh, like handstand push-ups or pull-ups or wall balls, you know, something that's going to get our upper body moving and taking the predominant, um, the, be like the main focus of your workout. So you're not killing your legs at two portions of your watt, you know? Right. Uh, and then every day is, every day is different, but you're never going to do, you know, legs, like heavy squat, heavy front squat, uh, heavy overhead squat, you know, three days in a row, you know, you're always trying to give your body a rest. Uh, there's a little bit of a science to it, you know, some coaches at some gyms, they try to reinvent the wheel too much. And those are when you see people getting hurt. Um, if yeah. you, st- if you stick to your basic principles of, of exercise and you don't try to, you know, kill your athletes, then you're, you're going to have a, a healthy gym. And that, that's the main thing, you know, the, these gym yeah. owners, they don't want their athletes getting hurt because then they're not coming to the gym and then they're not making money. So, uh, you know, you really got to, you know, weed out the, the shitty coaches from the good coaches and really, you know, test a few gyms out before you really start getting into it. Yeah. So there's a lot of people who like, they want to, they want to start going to a gym and, and some people they'll just sign up for, you know, the global, global gym down the street. Uh, some people against martial arts, whatever it is. And some people will dive into CrossFit. Now, what would you, what would you, what if somebody was coming to CrossFit and they're not necessarily uh, someone who goes to the gym all the time, they're they're kind of out of shape. They they're just like they've had enough of feeling like crap. They've had enough of of looking like crap or whatever it may be, and they they start hearing like uh like handstand pushups, um you know overhead presses with uh, Olympic style barbells. Um, 
what is it like for somebody who, who's going in who doesn't necessarily because i'm sure you've seen it i'm sure that's that happens all the time people come in and they're just like you know i've never done any of this shit how does that work for somebody who's brand new to it is is there like a way to ease them in or are they do they have to do the same stuff regardless is it like just do your best and fall on your head if you fall on your head how, how does that work because I, I know a lot of people who are always like oh man i want to get into it but uh, it seems crazy and I'm not in that type of shape and blah, blah, blah. So how does that work? Like, um, to, to when you're first getting, when you're initially getting into it. All right. Well, first, I just want to say the hardest part of getting into it is walking through the door, you know? Yeah. Once you get through that door, then, then that's when all the anxiety leaves and they have a, what each gym does is a program called on ramp and what on ramp is, um it's usually about a month long you do you go through all the olympic movements with just a pvc pipe and you know just it weighs like one pound and you just drill and drill and drill uh deadlift technique uh, squat technique uh shoulder press technique uh cleans um snatches you drill all these techniques over and over and over and then with the PVC pipe, so you can learn, you know, get your body used to the way the bar is supposed to move. And then what they'll do is instead of actually grabbing the barbell, you'll grab a, like a 20-pound medicine ball. And your workout after you drill the, the movement would be um, like a clean and press with a medicine ball rather than the barbell, you know. And right. you go through that for, you know, four weeks of doing all different types of stuff. Um, you know, they'll mix in little wads where you're doing like Tabatas or, um, you know, uh, AMRAP box jumps and burpees, you know, just, just to, to, to break you out of your, your, your funk of not doing anything, you know, try to get you in a little bit of shape and more comfortable moving. And then after that month is up and coaches see that, you know, you're improving in each of these movements, then you can start doing the, the workouts. Now the workouts are always scale. You can always scale. So if the workout calls for, you know, 155 pound clean and jerks, and you're not that strong, you can do 55 pound clean and jerks or 90 pound clean and jerks, whatever whatever fits you your skill level. You know, right? Uh, you, and it, it does get intimidating when you first start, where you see you know a bunch of the badasses in the gym and they're throwing down, you know, 225 or something crazy like that, you know? Right. Like, you're like, damn, I'm never going to get that strong. Well, that's what everybody thought when they first started. Right. The more you do it, the more you, you know, you get into it and keep practicing, you're going to get stronger. It works. You know, it's been around for a long time now because it works. You just have to put it, put in the work to get the results you want. So it's a commitment. It's not like, um, like you would never probably recommend like a one month trial or something for somebody like it's commitment. Like you want to be there for a while to really properly learn. I, I guess now you'd call it a sport. You wouldn't just, you know, like, like CrossFit seems like, like from what I see and like what I watch, it, it seems like it's a legitimate, like, like all around sport, like the same way, like Muay Thai or Jiu Jitsu would be. So it's, it's a commitment in that sense. It wouldn't really be something that you would use for, in, in your opinion anyway, like for cross training. Cause same thing, like a lot of the guys I coach, they're um they're Muay Thai fighters, they're MMA fighters, they're jujitsu fighters, and they're always thinking about well maybe I should cross train, maybe I should try CrossFit and you know go there once a week or or try that for a month or or, or whatnot. Um, is that something you kind of recommend against? 
Uh, well, it's tough to say because, you know, I would, I would say if it's something you're, you're interested in trying, yeah, try it for a month because you might hate it, you know, yeah. or you might love it. And then you want to sign up longer, you know, uh, I wouldn't say just go and sign up for six months or a year without right, right, right. a cold. Um, but you know, each gym is, you know, is, is, it's not, it's not all cookie cutter. You know, you're not going to go to this gym or that gym or this gym and you're all going to get, you know, oh, we're all training for the CrossFit games or, or go to regionals. I mean, dude, those people are straight animals. The gym yeah. I go to, the gym I go to, it's probably majority women go to my gym. Chicks are, you know, all ages, all skill sets, and they're just going there to, to get in shape, get stronger, feel good. And then we got a couple of savage dudes, bro, strong athletes, man. I mean, these guys are like with their goals are set to get to regionals and and possibly win regionals and go to the games, you know. And then you got you got guys like me, 34 years old, bro, just trying to kill it at life, just get stronger every day, not trying to be a games athlete, just going to get strong. And there's not many yeah. gyms you can go to where you can deadlift and, and drop the bar, do cleaning jerks or snatches, you know. Right. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's true, man. So, uh, kind of having to do with that, but not so much. Um, so years ago, uh, I started doing this, this, uh, like paleo diet, a paleo style diet. Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm not going to eat any junk food. I'm going to eat nothing but real foods. And I've, I've pretty much been on that for forever. Now you introduced me like, yo, dude, you should do this keto diet thing. And I was like, what the fuck is that? And I never heard of it. You, I don't, I don't even know if you know that, but you introduced me to it. I, I'd never heard of it. I was like, "What is it?" And you know, you explained the whole deal. And um, now, now it's everywhere. Now you can't. I personally can't walk from one end of the gym to the other without somebody new telling me, like, "Oh, yo, I'm, I'm on keto, man." Like, or, or asking a question, like, "Yo, do you really put butter in your coffee? What the fuck?" Like, <laughs> so, <laughs> so when when you're doing all this CrossFit, which which is um it's it's highly glycolytic meaning like your your body's gonna rely on glycogen and uh that's that's gonna be that's the main fuel for the muscles like for you guys listening you don't know that that's gonna be the, your your main source so uh you need glycogen for the most part for uh for martial arts for crossfit for for, for anything high intense but you you did all that on a really low carb diet is, mm -hmm. is that right like do you still follow that is that are you're able to train on that so um i did I went full keto. This is 2015, 2016. I went full keto for about eight months. And through that whole time, uh, crossfitting five days a week. And for a little bit in the beginning, I was feeling some negative effects, um, not feeling strong. Um, little lackadaisical in the gym just you know trying to get over that hump you know right. and then as my body started to adapt well to the to the ketogenic diet um i didn't see a loss in any of my numbers as far as um you know where my percentages were where my one rep maxes were um i wouldn't say that i was putting more weight up than usual but i definitely didn't see anything diminishing while i was doing it right but it did it did give me you know a couple weeks there where 
yeah, I really had to fight through it. You know, I was ready to give up on it and say, you know, it's, it's really detrimental to what I'm trying to do here in the gym. But um, I just mustered through it. And I didn't really see negative effects. You know, I, I dropped some body fat. I lost a little bit of weight. Um, not that I could use the loss of weight. I'm a, not a big dude. But, um, but yeah, I, I was actually very surprised to see that, you know, my numbers didn't really uh, fall off at all, you know. Yeah. Did, now, like, not counting, um, you know, like cheat meals and holidays and, and, you know, parties and shit like that. But were you doing um, any type of refeeds or you were going like seven days a week, pretty, pretty high fat and, and no carbs? Yeah. So um, basically what I do now, I've, I've, I've found a pretty good sweet spot. So I'll do six weeks off and then I'll do, you know, 10 or 12 weeks on. So, uh, and I'll try to tailor my, my, um, programming at the gym around that. So if I'm doing, if I'm doing my, you know, 10 or 12 weeks on, I'm not going to be doing a lot of one rep max work. I'm going to be doing a lot of like five by fives, um, things along those lines. Um, and then I'll cycle carbs in for about six weeks at the end. And then when I cycle those carbs in, that's what I'm going to be testing out what I call testing out. Uh, seeing how all my five by fives or five, three ones were working and, you know, trying to get those one rep max numbers higher. And, um, that's when I'll cycle carbs in, but mainly I'm only cycling carbs in at night. Um, you know, your body can, can adapt to the carbs better while you're sleeping rather than first thing in the morning. So I'll myself with fats for breakfast, for lunch, and then I'll load up on carbs at night. Right. Yeah. I pretty much follow the same thing, but I, I do that. Now I'm doing that every day. Like I, I won't plan it out where I'm X amount of weeks on X amount of weeks off, unless it's like, um, you know, like right now is a little bit different. I, uh, I'm trying to drop a little bit of body weight because I'm hopefully going to be running the uh, New York city marathon in November. So I'm, I'm upping my, my running a whole lot and I, I do pretty well. My, my whole training schedule right now is, um, I do one to three miles every day, seven days a week, um, yeah, man, with one long run a week. Thing I watch you. Yeah, yeah. It's it's um. Hey, you know what? I would rather do in the morning than at night, man. I have more energy in the morning. You're a true savage, man. Uh, I try. It's well, it's not much. Like I said, I mean, you know, a uh, uh, a mile is for me. It's like eight nine minutes. So three miles is is you know under twenty five minutes. So it's it's not really. It's 25 minutes where I just pretty much, again, like you said, with walking to a CrossFit gym, the hardest part is walking out the front door. Yeah. It's tough, man. Like, you know, like we've had some cold weather. Today was beautiful. Uh, yesterday wasn't bad. But, you know, getting up and doing that when it's, you know, it's single digit temperature, that that's where it's kind of, that's where it gets fucked up. But, um, yeah, with, with that, I'm just, I'm doing that light run, small, you know, like today I did two. Uh, yesterday, I think I, I hit three. Um but on uh, one day a week, I, I want to hit a I, I hit a long run. So one day a week, I'll do like seven, eight, nine, so, something in that range, uh, and I'll and I'll push it. So my idea there is is every day just move around a little bit, um, unless like you know if, if something's bothering me, or also if, if it's pouring rain, like I'm a pussy in that sense. Like if it's pouring rain outside, like I'm not going out there. Um, but I don't blame you. Yeah, no, nah, it's it's bad enough. Like when you gotta wake up and it's cold out. If if I wake up and I hear raindrops, I almost celebrate in my head because it gives me an excuse just to kind of like do some foam rolling or you know whatever. Just spend an extra couple minutes in bed with Dina and just hang out. Uh, so I, I have no problem with, with with that. But um, for the most part, that's that's been my thing, and I feel pretty good. 
but it's almost like you know like i'm walking around like 230 right now and i'm like you know i'm 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 a pretty big dude so i I get a little bit nervous when i start seeing like eight nine mile runs popping up on my phone and like that's what i'm doing and i'm training for a marathon whatnot so now it's a little bit different i'm trying to um now I have to cut a little bit of weight, so I'll probably do a little bit less carbs just to keep myself in that fat burning mode. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I'm coming off a huge strength training year, pretty much. Like you know, I I haven't been training as much martial arts. Um, fell in love with these heavy kettlebells, and I had I have a gym at my job, and it's just been like strength training all the time. You know, eating as much as I can and lifting as heavy as I can. So now, like, I don't know what made me decide I was going to run a marathon after a year of of lifting the heaviest shit I could find, but. Um, that's, that's kind of where I'm at. So I'm, I'm, I might change it up a little bit myself, but that's, uh, I got, I got to find out if I get in first, it's this whole lottery thing. So I got to see. Well, I hope you do get in, man. Cause the goal is a new goal, man. You know? Yeah. Well, I, I have this, I have a few goals for, for this calendar year anyway. So regardless of whether or not I get accepted. So I applied and it's this whole thing. You have to fill out the survey and, um, you know, they ask you, how often you run and and what your mile time is and what's your farthest run. And I was really honest with it. I said like my farthest run ever is 10 miles. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the marathon's 26.2 and everyone keeps saying like, Oh, you could run a marathon. I'm like, I have no idea. Like I have no, I, I hope like, I really, really hope. I hope I'm not like, you know, in Brooklyn and all of a sudden I'm just like, Oh fuck. I'm like, I can't do this. Like, I don't know. But, uh, I, I answered the, the survey real honestly. And, um, you know, I, I, I linked to all my, it's, it's a whole big thing. So I linked to, um, my Nike run club app so they could actually check and see like, you know, mm-hmm. I run this amount of miles or whatever. I don't know if it's really that in depth. I don't know if they do any of that, but, um, February 27th, I find out. So they, they, they ask all that information. They make you pay up front and February 27th, you get an email, whether you've been selected or not. And February, February 28th, they run your card for an extremely high amount. So I'm, I'm hoping I get, I hope that that's, uh, that I get accepted for that. Cause that's definitely a goal of mine. But, um, Regardless if I do or not, I'm running a Spartan sprint on um, April. I, I want to say April 14th. I could be wrong. It's uh, it's the one they do over at City Field. I'm definitely doing that with um, a bunch of guys from the gym. And if I don't get accepted to the marathon, I want to go for the uh, trifecta with the with the Spartans. Which again, I don't know. Are you familiar with that? Yeah, actually, there's a there's a Spartan training gym about two towns over from where I live. Yeah, I'm 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 gonna have, I'm gonna probably hit there at some point, especially if I'm doing the three. So the the one is the sprint. So the sprint's like you know they say that's the easy one. Meanwhile, it's three to five miles of obstacles. So that's uh that's that's the baby one. Um, Spartan Super is I think ten to twelve miles, and then the Spartan. I don't know if it's the Ultra or the Beast. I'm not sure which one of those you need. You know, the one Ultra, of them like uh, Killington, Vermont. Uh no uh. The two, the two longer ones. See, I, I don't know. I don't know what I'm gonna do. My 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 goal was uh, do the local one, with meaning City Fields. Go to go to Queens and do the the, the local one. Um, take a road trip for one. So I was thinking Boston for the the Super or the Ultra. I forget which one was there. That's in August. Um, I was thinking, you know, road trip to Boston. I have some family out there. Stay there. You know, have some fun out there. Um, and I wanted to travel for one. And I was thinking about going to Colorado for. Uh, the ultra, I think it was, I think the, the, the long one, the, the big one was in Colorado. Yeah, um, train for that one, boy. Elevation. Yeah. You. Yeah, man. I got one of those training masks and it fucking sucks, man. I, I 
threw it at the wall after I had it on for about a half hour. It was fucking awful. You know, it's um, funny. I was listening to uh, Dillashaw was on Rogan's podcast last week. Yeah. And uh, he said, best bet, just get there like two, three days early and just hit knock it out where your body's still in shock. Don't go too soon and don't go too late. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it definitely makes sense. Um, well, regardless, that, that, that idea kind of got shut down. So we're uh, obviously, you know, Dean and I are getting married in uh, February and pretty much uh, dealing with that, dealing with all that planning and all those expenses and whatnot. Decided going across the country once and and going out to Boston again probably wasn't the right move. So, uh, moral of the story is they're actually um, the 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 two longer events. They do have them in um, uh, where where do you guys get married by Mountain Creek? Vernon is that? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So Vernon, there's actually um, uh, both both days. There's uh, for both events. There's two separate days that they're doing up on uh, Mountain Creek, which is dope. Because I'm totally staying at the Minerals Hotel where you guys got married. Yeah, one thousand percent. I'm staying. I love that place, man. They all make fun of me to this day. They still laugh at how much at what a good time I had over there. <laughs> Dude, you went. You went hiking in the morning. You <laughs> yeah, took full advantage of that place. And I'm oh, like, I, I got I, yeah, yeah, man. That, that was a uh, that was a good spot, man. Um. Dino always says, she's like, I'm going to take you back there one day. And, and they sit there, you know, like, like all of them, all the girls, they sit there and laugh at me. I was like, I really had such a good time fucking just doing my thing. Because, you know, Dino was busy with your wife and, you know, they were running around, you know, doing her maid of honor stuff. And I was just like, fuck it, man. I'm going hiking. I'm, I'm, I'm going to this fucking outside pool and this heated pool. I'm going to the gym. I'm doing they had a, a basketball court, a, a fucking, um, they had a, a heavy bag. I was boxing. I, I was loving it, man. I was doing like I was taking a whole bunch of like these like really relaxing nootropics and like just laying out meditating. It was funny. That's funny. Everyone's like, "Yo, where's Jay at?" I'm like, "I don't know. Probably the gym." <laughs> yeah. Jay got lost. Now nah, he's at the gym. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They had a great gym there too, man. That was cool. You had a great wedding, man. Thanks, man. I'm I'm looking forward to yours and be uh be a good time. I'm excited too, bro. It's it's weird, man. We're we're almost a year away, and it's like uh, I I mean, Dean is a saint though. I mean, she's doing uh. She's doing a lot, and I'm doing very little. Um, she started getting a, a little bit nervous the other day, so I kind of jumped in, started making some calls, started trying to trying to contribute, and uh, I think I did good. I told her I would be her assistant on Sundays, Sunday for at least two three hours. I'll, I'll be her personal assistant. She could tell me who to call, so I had to call a priest and tell him some stuff about moving something, and you know I was calling some DJ and yelling at him, trying to you know negotiate stuff. So I told her couple hours a week i'll i'll be her personal assistant she loved it so i'm i'm, I'm trying slowly but surely I'm, I'm trying to um help out a little bit but i'm pretty useless these girls man they dream about this stuff from when they're little kids so it's like there's only so much i could do without being invasive yeah i hear you man i've been through it yeah yeah man yeah i'm, I'm looking forward to it though it's gonna be a cool day but yeah dina should actually she should be home soon breaking balls so what's up, man? You really put butter in your coffee? Yeah, yeah, I get that all the time, man. It's funny. But no, you know what? I don't actually. Dina does. Uh, she still does that every day. She does her – she does coffee. She does uh, collagen protein. Mm -hmm. uh, she'll do MCT oil and I think she does like a teaspoon of butter every day. Something like that. Yeah, man. I was That's on that so. kick for a little bit, but it just makes me phlegmy, man. I don't know. I, I don't know if it's the butter or the MCT oil or what, but. I never experienced that. You know, for me, it was just like I love to eat, man, and I would just I would rather get my calories from food. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm totally good with um with with 
black coffee and like a little bit of stevia. Um, so a bunch of people actually asked that. I had to, I, I put up this little Q and A, which I would actually like to get into next week. I don't want to dive into it too much now because um, there's a whole bunch of questions. I actually got a couple more that I added. Um, but uh, yeah, that that's that's a real thing. Butter and coffee. If if people haven't tried, it, if you're listening, you haven't tried it. It's, it's worth it. The whole idea is um, if you do follow a high fat diet, if you're trying to get your body into ketosis, if you're um, or if you're just a fan of coffee that tastes really good, um, it, it could definitely it could definitely help. I don't I don't know about the nutrient density. I think my whole thing was I was trying to put like if I'm gonna have breakfast, which I, I rarely do, I, just, I would like more nutrients than just a whole bunch of saturated fat and, and coffee. Yep, I hear you. That, that's the one thing that that I think people get turned off by on a ketogenic diet is all the processed foods you can eat, you know, and all the saturated fats that they say you can eat. People kind of get like, Oh, what's it going to do to me? You know, it's going to, I'm going to get a heart attack. It's going to clog my arteries. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. People get weirded out about that. Myself included, man. I mean, you know, a lot of people do it and you'll lose weight. Um, if you decide like, you know, uh, Breakfast is going to be bacon and eggs and lunch is going to be bacon and, you know, like grilled chicken or some kind of whatever. And dinner is going to be steak and there's going to be very little uh, plant matter or micronutrients or, or what have you. Um, you. You probably will lose weight. Your body's going to shed a whole bunch of water pretty much. Anybody going from a, a moderate to high carb diet going into a, a high fat, low carb diet, mm-hmm. you're going to lose a lot of weight initially. You know, like and it's not going to be sustainable like that, but – uh, what people should really understand is that for every gram of carbohydrate you eat, so if you're on a high carb diet or a regular, you know, standard American diet, you're probably taking in about 200 to 400 grams of carbs a day, most likely. If your breakfast is cereal or, or you know, toast or bagels or whatever, uh, your lunch is some kind of like, even if it's healthy, you know, rice or or whatever or a sandwich, and your pot, your dinner is pasta and and stuff like that, you're probably getting 300 to 400 grams of, of carbs a day, easy. easy. For every one gram of carbs that you consume, you're holding on to three grams of water. It's just, it's just a statistic. And I try to explain it to people like this. You, you take a piece of white bread, take it out of the, out of the package. You hold a piece of bread. It weighs whatever it weighs, you know, a couple, mm-hmm. couple grams, a couple ounces, whatever it is. Run that, that slice of bread underwater for a second. It's like a sponge. Put, put it back in your hand. Yeah. And, and all carbs are like, you know, whether it's rice, I mean, you know, you see with rice, you know, you, you take a, a little bit of rice, you put it in boiling water, 10 minutes later, all that water is gone and your rice weighs 30 pounds, yep. you know, so that, that across the board, that's what's going to happen with, with carbohydrate intake. So you see people losing a whole bunch of weight right off the bat. Um, when, when they start cutting carbs, you're not really losing fat as much as you're losing water. And again, that's why a lot of people feel shitty. Like you even said, like, you know, working out, especially when you first start, uh, you tend to feel pretty crappy. Mm-hmm. Uh, your body's going to dump a whole lot of electrolytes. You might not have the right digestive enzymes. You might not have the lipase and the bromelain to properly break down all the all the extra fat and protein that you're trying to digest. So you, there's there's an adaptation period. Yeah, and, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's important for people to understand. And and people give up real quick, um, real quick. And I would say for that for that um, that adaptation period, like if that's the route that you're comfortable going with. Uh, you know, where it's going to be bacon, uh, butter in your coffee, uh, you know, processed meat that isn't necessarily organic or grass fed or pasture raised. And, and you're going to do that, then you're, you'll see some benefit 
if if nothing else, you'll see benefits um, in your ability to metabolize fat, which is big. Because if ninety nine point nine percent of people go on a ketogenic diet to lose weight, so with you being like the the point one percent that didn't, I think most people that's that's what they're shooting for. Granted, like you know, I work with a lot of athletes, and and they might be looking for an athletic advantage and and yeah. that whole thing. Totally understandable, but uh, most people are doing it that you know they want to cut weight, they want to feel better. Um, so if that's the route you have to go, I wouldn't um, advise that that's a long-term strategy. But in order to just become, uh, you know, what they call in the keto community, fat adapted, so uh, being able to burn fat, uh, that that's it's not a bad way to go. It's it's just not you you want to get you want to get nutrients. Don't be scared of green leafy vegetables. Don't be scared of cruciferous vegetables. Don't be scared of yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's 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 important. You know, I did the carnivore diet for like uh, a month, man, and that was. Uh, I remember. Yeah, that, that was cool, man. I I wouldn't recommend that to too many people. Um, I mean, uh, I, it's basically I, like I, an elimination diet. Yeah, you know, that's what I was just gonna say. Like, if if that's the route people are going, then yeah, totally understand. One thing it. I want to say, one thing I want to say about the keto diet is, if you're gonna do it, you got to do it. You got to stick to it. You got to be all in. Don't just think you're going to do it for a couple of days and you had cheat and then do it for a couple of days and cheat. Now, if you're going to do it, go all in, give it, give it, it's give it its worth. You know what I mean? Really try it, really go after it. Yeah. You know, and just because you can eat processed foods or, you know, uh, pepperoni and all those types of crap doesn't mean eat it all the time. You know, you can have it. Yes. It's part of the diet. Yes. Do you have to have it every single time you eat? No, you know, yeah. still pick and choose and eat, you know, your whole foods, your clean foods and sprinkle some of that in here or there, snack on that stuff. Um, eat, eat it, you know, once every couple of days, you don't have to have it at as part of every meal or every time you're hungry, you know? Um, and, and that to me is where you're going to get your most benefit is when you're when you're getting all all of your nutrients from your whole foods and then sprinkling in a little bit of the extras throughout the days or the weeks, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I wouldn't necessarily eat uh eat bacon and eggs for every meal. Although it's it's delicious, man. It is. And and the carnivore diet, um if you're suffering from severe autoimmune issues, like did you see the um uh the the Petersons, Jordan Peterson and his daughter uh Michaela? Yep. Yeah. So, so they suffer from a whole bunch of things that they claim were cured by this carnivore diet, and I, I believe it's it's mostly because it was an elimination di- elimination style diet. Mm-hmm. Uh, although apparently, like before that, they were just pretty much just eating meat and vegetables. They cut the vegetables out and had great success. Um, you know what's really weird about the carnivore community? Because I, I started following, I started getting into it, and just I mean, it's weird to say I was looking for recipes because that's like kind of retarded you know it's like it's you you eat whatever meat mm-hmm. and that's 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 really what the diet is so if you're not familiar with it it's the premise is you eat meat most people stick with beef some like you know like lamb and, and pork or whatever uh most carnivores don't give a fuck where that beef came from so they don't care if it's like grass-fed organic or whatever you know they're just eating like ribeyes and, and stuff like that but what i noticed that like turned me off so much the community is they're vegan like culty like yeah. extreme vegan like like and you know I, I have nothing against people who are eating a plant-based diet or a carnivore diet like do what works for you but uh 
it it was it's crazy how um how culty they were similar to like a really strict vegan who's um as joe rogan said in his last comedy special is only doing it because scientology didn't find them first yeah you know like it's it's, yeah it's kind of like the same uh it's kind of like the same same shit and it it turned me off a whole lot man but i felt really good on it it's just uh like i'm a foodie man like i love to eat and it gets old pretty quick i think you're hitting on something important right there jay is that Every diet is different for every person, you know, and yeah. I, I've, I've maintained this for a very long time that I don't even like the word diet or the way the word diet is, is uh, used by people because yeah. it's like, oh, I'm going on a diet. No, you're not going on a diet. What is your diet? Your diet is what you're putting in your body every single day. You either eat yeah. healthy or you're not eating healthy or you eat a little bit of both, but that is what your diet consists of. You know, your weight management is when you go on your so-called diet, you know, when you're going to say, you know, I'm going to put away all these shitty foods and eat good foods for a couple of weeks so I can lose some weight and feel better. And then I'm going to go back to eating like shit, you know? Yeah. I I just feel like the word diet has a, has the wrong connotation, um, in today's society where it should be, what are you eating? What does your diet consist of? Yeah. You know, yeah, that was, that was really well said, man. I, I was I was talk about that with people too, because again, like you know, I get a lot of I get a lot of questions about keto and a lot of questions about kettlebells and and you know, uh, guys looking to improve their fight game or their stamina, this or that. But um, that's probably the question I will get the most out of out of everything is you know I, I want to go on a diet. What do I do? I had two yesterday, man. I, you know, I'll shout them out right here. What's up, mom? <laughs> my mom texted me. She was like, I'm thinking about trying, you know, this new diet. And my mom's in awesome shape. She don't, you know, she's she's fine. She's actually really healthy um, compared to most people. And um, my boy Mo, the, the kid who's going to be the best man at my wedding, called me. He was I like, know. yo, I want to go to, uh, I'm going to start going to the gym seven days a week. And, you know, what's this keto diet? What do I do? And I'm like, oh, my God, man. I'm like, yeah. Start with, like, start with two days a week and start with not eating bread. And then once yeah. you put those two days a weekend and you stop eating bread, then eliminate something else and add something healthy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it's funny, man. Cause like I, I do a lot of blogs and stuff on this. I'm starting to become that guy. It's like, you know, like somebody asked me a question. I sent him a link to something I wrote. I'm starting to become that guy. I'm like, I, I can't, like, I don't, I, I don't know, man. It's uh, it's tough because it's uh, either people want that quick fix. They want those quick answers that, 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 you know, instant gratification, it's kind of like, you know, you try to push them into creating a healthy lifestyle, which some people do, man, you know, like I've, I've seen uh tremendous success in a couple of guys I train, uh, shout out to my boy Husney, man. He's, uh, you know, I gave him a meal plan about, about a year ago or so. And, um, you know, he's, he's lost a ton of weight. He's, uh, he's like this little amateur chef now, man. He's putting up stuff every day, like all these different, uh, foods he's making that look delicious. And, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, I don't want to say it's tough because it shouldn't be, but, um, you know, it's, yeah, to me, it's really about creating a lifestyle and don't worry about if, if it's keto, if it's paleo, if it's this, if it's that, um, you know, cut out the junk. You kind of know what that is. A couple key principles that I, that I really recommend is, um, like avoiding, avoiding, uh, processed vegetable oils, uh, avoid those like the plague if you can, yep. uh, avoid processed, uh, 
like processed uh, car- processed carbohydrates. Like eat as many carbs as you want. If you like them and you feel good, like eat sweet potatoes, eat white rice. Yeah, eat, eat simple carbs. Yeah, eat stuff that you know has a high di- high digestibility, a little bit of nutrient density, and that tastes really good. I mean, sweet potatoes were like. I'll take a sweet potato with butter fucking all over it, you know, grass-fed butter and and some raw honey and salt and cinnamon. I'll take that over a bowl of pasta with shitty tomato sauce every every day. Yeah, every man. single day I'll take the, bioavail- that, the bioavailability of all those whole foods is way different than stuff that you're gonna get out of a box. It and it tastes better. I try, I try to split, you know, but I'm see I'm like the anti-pasta man. I I get into this argument with Dina all the time because she's uh. You know, she's she's a little Italian girl. I have zero. I'm zero percent Italian. I have no. You know, we had no pasta Sundays when I was a kid. There was no mm-hmm. like, you know, like we had pizza once in a while and all that stuff, of course. But um, yeah, I have no loyalty to pasta, man. I, t- I tell her all the time. I, if if you take a bunch of pasta, even whole wheat, whatever, whatever the fuck, and and you boil it in water, and you take it out, you put it on a plate, you have the most boring, bland food in the history of the earth. <laughs> It's the most bo- – it tastes like crap. Like you, you, And then like you know, you put tomatoes on it or whatever. And it's like even tomatoes. Like tomatoes are fuck, a boring vegetable or fruit or whatever it is. It's like yeah. the boringest thing. And I'm just like I, I, don't, I don't understand the fascination. And we get to these debates. They're actually really funny. So I'm just like I don't know what the fuck. I'm like this stuff does nothing for me, man. It's, it's comfort food, bro. That's it. I guess, but it don't even make me comfortable. It makes me run to the bathroom. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does nothing for me, man. But you know, yeah, I, I guess I, I understand that it is, it is comfort food. I people try, definitely stress eat, and that's that. That makes sense. I, I try to to tell people this too um, when they ask me about you know what type of foods to eat or buy or how to how do I food shop is like one of the main questions I get a lot. And basically, I fill up my shopping cart with what I would fill up my plate with, and if I'm putting 50% of my plate is filled with vegetables. Well, then 50% of my car is filled with vegetables. If 25% of my plate is filled with protein, then 25% of my car is filled with protein. Yeah. If it comes in a box with a label on it, I'm not buying it. You know, I don't, I don't need to know what the ingredients of a zucchini is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's no ingredients. It's, it's from the earth. You know, I don't, you know, I don't need, if I can't read a word on a box, I'm not eating it. It's that simple. Yeah, I, I take a lot of amino acids and I can't pronounce half that shit, so I can't really <laughs> I can't really say the same. Yeah, but those are all naturally occurring though. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Yeah, man. One of the affiliates for the show, I gotta get you some of their stuff. They just actually just sent me a dope little care package um for uh for for you know working with them and whatnot. And um they have some really cool stuff, man. They have this um it's called the Keon Clean Energy Bar. And I'm obsessed with them, man. I'm trying to limit myself to like two or three a week, which isn't really you know much but uh i try to use this like a little bit of like a meal replacement or if i've had like really heavy workout i'm not going to eat for a couple hours i throw one of those down and it's it's all it is it's a bunch of real food it's um it's coconut uh raw cacao almonds chia seeds raw honey not really too ketogenic but good as shit um collagen they use like grass-fed gelatin uh canua which is like baby quinoa. It's like sp- soaked and sprouted quinoa mm-hmm. and um, chocolate liqueur, cocoa butter. And like, that's it. There's no like, no, that like natural flavors or, or um, anything like that. And I would highly recommend them to anybody who's looking to clean up their diet um, and is looking at real food, real whole food alternatives. Like Blake was saying, um, those, those shits are awesome. Man. And their amino acids are cracked, man. Cause those, those things are just their muscles in a bottle. 
like the legitimate muscle in the bottom. Like I can go like hours and hours without eating. I'll pop five, man. And I feel like a fucking Superman when I'm throwing up a barbell. Nice. Yeah, it's cool shit, man. We'll, we'll get you some. But it's getting late, man. I don't want to keep you too long. But um, thank you so much for being a part of this. I want you to tell these people where they can find you, where they can send you, uh, where they can get down in the DM and where they can give you a follow and um, and all that good, that good stuff. Uh, catch me on uh, Instagram uh, at Blake AP uh, on Twitter. Uh, actually, my Twitter has been kind of down for a while, but it's also at Blake AP. Uh, give me a shout out, whatever you need, man. I'm, I'm private, but you can send me DMs. And uh, if you're nice, I'll let you uh, give, me what a follow. <laughs> give me a follow back. So, so be nice and uh, maybe he'll say hello. All right, cool, man. Uh, thank you guys for checking out the Primal Lifestyle Podcast. We'll talk to you all next week. Peace.